0: Construction Champions, it's your host, Ron Newsbaum. And we're here for another amazing episode of Construction Champions Podcast, where we're still burning that house down. We're bulldozing it down, whichever terminology you want, we're getting the damn house down to the ground so we can build it back up. Not just our businesses, but our lives in general, where we bring on amazing guests and we have an amazing conversations about being a construction champion. And today's no difference. Brad, it is great to have you here with us today.
1: I'm excited to be here, Ron. Thank you for having me,
0: man. It is awesome to have you here. If you guys are on Instagram at all, you probably know who Brad is, but I'll give you a couple give Brad some time to introduce himself to all the champions out there that might not know who you are. Why don't you let them know? Yeah.
1: Thanks so much, Ron. So Brad Hebner, I'm in Southern Indiana and uh, started a construction business in 2009. I thought that was the best time to start when market was crashing around me <laughs> and people were leaving in droves, but started uh, started out as a handyman because uh, that's all I could afford to do. And then I went in, eventually moved into remodeling. Uh, I did that for 11 years. Uh, two years ago, I started the Hammer and Grind podcast and the, uh, the Profit Club coaching group. And so for the last two years, I've been Coaching other contractors on how to, as you say, burn down this house and build it uh the right way. So here we are today.
0: I love it. I I I think it's something so powerful. I, lo- I think everybody should have a coach. Everybody should have a mentor. And I think it's something so powerful when it's somebody that has actually been there, done it, and they're working with their collective experiences.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's, there's lots of, uh, you know, the 21 year old life coaches out there, right. The, the gurus, if you will, but I agree with you a hundred percent. I think, uh, that's what changed my business was about nine years in after, after doing it wrong for like nine years and trying like, why is this, why is this so hard? Like, why is this so hard? I finally swallowed my pride and hired a business coach uh, which allowed me to change really everything in my business. And because of the impact that it had on me, that's what really motivated me to actually want to get into coaching. So, uh, but yeah, it's that's where we're at. But I agree with you 100%. Awesome,
0: man. Well, let's dive in. The million dollar question. What makes a construction champion?
1: When you sent the email saying you're going to ask this question, I put a lot of thought behind it and to me and this is really the 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 heart of what I what I talk about it's it's the person who is on a mission of self mastery that is what allows you to be that champion
0: i absolutely agree with that there there has to be a desire to be the absolute best version of yourself you can be so how i mean we're in an industry where a lot of times that can just be kind of thrown like ah I don't I don't need to be the best version of myself. I only need to be good enough to collect the final payment on this next project. <laughs> how 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 do we work through that as an industry and start to understand like we can just be better? It's so hard,
1: man. It's so hard. I don't I'm I don't know if you're on some of the, the free Facebook groups for contractors out there. Uh there's a few in particular I know of and it's like every day there's just so much bad information being passed <laughs> and at the in my uh, in my course that i have the very first module that i have in there is called ego suppression it's the very first one for a reason because our ego our pride is usually what keeps us from having the success that we want right so people that are very have very strong egos i e craftsmen you know, I'm really good with my hands, I can build an entire house, I can do everything, I'm so good, that ego prevents us from being able to ask for help. If I can build a house, Ron, surely I can build a business. (laughs) You know, if I can do a a concrete drive, surely I can do marketing and, and so on and so on. And so that ego is what I always talk about is such a major, major issue in our industry.
0: I, I agree because why do most guys end up starting out on their own? It's they feel they could do it better than the guy they would do. It. He doesn't know what he's talking about. I can 100% do this better. I'm going out on my own. That That is, uh, I mean, it's a refreshing perspective. And I think there's a lot of truth in that. I see that a lot. I'm in a lot of groups as well. And the amount of information out there that is just not accurate, it's pretty amazing. I
1: I literally started the exact way you just said it. I was working for a guy and he was not very motivated. And I'm like, if this guy can make money, uh, you know, working like half as hard as I know I would work, then surely I would do as well. You know, I started my own business. (laughs) Little did I know it would take me nine years to finally be like, okay, maybe you don't know what you're doing. Maybe you should get help.
0: It's because it's so often is I am a big component on here. of Like you just have to treat this like a business we just happen to be in construction and there's some negative negativities that come from just being in construction because we're builders, we're fixers, we're just like you said, we feel like if we can do that, we can do anything. It's naturally inherent for us to just jump in the weeds and do stuff that we probably shouldn't be doing on the job site and 100% probably shouldn't be doing it on business as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's, I, I, I like this topic. I really go and I don't, I'm not like a psychiatrist or anything. But I I'm fascinated by the whole psyche though, the human, you know, psyche and our thoughts and the power of our thoughts and mindset. And um, you know, I don't know this for sure, but I, I think with blue collar workers, I think a lot of the reason why we go into blue collar work is because of sp- specific types of childhood. And I think a lot of that baggage that we carry over uh, really hurts us in our business. Uh, I don't know. Have you ever read the book mindset by Carol S. Dweck? Uh, Yes. Fantastic book. Uh, She talks about this a lot about how childhood, you know, a lot of childhood things we carry into adulthood that doesn't serve us. And I think with contractors, there's a lot of that. Not, that's obviously not for everyone, but I think a good majority of them have, um, have lived certain types of lifestyles that when you become an adult as a child, that when you become an adult, it actually hurts us. And and that's where I think a lot of that ego comes from. I don't, this may, this might make a lot of your listeners upset when I say this. (laughs)
0: Let's say it, man. I'm all about that. I piss them off all the time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a big fan of putting your name in your business name. In other words, your last name. I'm not a big fan of that at all and i think that comes from two reasons one of two reasons i think the one the first one is because it's more of i want to show people that i was that i can be successful it comes from that childhood of you know you're never going to amount to anything you're not going to be successful and it's like look i am successful and my name is on there Right, I think that's one reason. I think the other reason is just lack of imagination or foresight, I should say, into how the marketing is going to affect you in the in the in the future. Um, but I, I just that you know I don't want to go too much in that weeds. But I just think that there's a certain uh, type of personality that's attracted to the, the the building trades, and it's that personality is both a blessing and a curse.
0: I oh, yeah, I 100% agree with that. I had I've had. Uh dave goodall on here a couple times and that's what he does is the mind and i even did i went through his exercise and then we brought came on here and unpacked it in front of everybody because i i believe the same stuff is like we are just inherently in our own minds and we have to figure out how to understand that and use that to our best advantages because our traits like we can build Dynamic businesses that do amazing things, but just how we're wired, most of us, not all of us, but just like like you said, when you get into the trades, blue collar work, like there's a way that we're wired that if we can overcome that and understand that we can harness that and move past it, that we can build the best businesses in America or in the world. I mean, it's proven. You look at these conglomerate construction companies, these are guys that got out of their own head and realized, hey, I have a lot of good things, but I also have a lot of bad things that I inherently do. I need to get other people to do the stuff I'm inherently bad at that I want to do and just separate myself from it so I can do what I'm really good at.
1: Yeah, you have to. And that's that's the journey to self-mastery, right? Basically, you are a student of learning. Uh, I started this path a long time ago, I don't know, about 25 years ago. My first uh, audio CD book, you know, a book on CD was Tony Robbins Lessons in Mastery. Um, And ever since then, I've been, you know, consuming books and audio tapes and audible and, you know, anything I can get my hands on because I I just have a, you know, it's, it's, it's never going to stop. It's never going to be good enough. I adopted his, his, um, acronym CANI, constant and never ending improvement. Like it just never stops. So I think for a lot of contractors, it's like, well, I'm good at my trade. I'm good at my craft and that's it. Like I don't have to get any better. I'm, I'm the best deck builder in my city. Therefore, you know, insert ego to maintain everything else. Right. And it's like, no, like, okay, you're the best in your city. Maybe that's true. Uh, But maybe you could be the best in your state or maybe not even scaling. Maybe you're just, you're the best employer. Maybe you have people that are banging down the door to work for you because you're the best boss, whatever that might be. But it's just, it's just this thirst of knowledge that you never stop wanting to get better.
0: And so I have the exact same trait. Like I, I, I relate with that. I think a lot of guys do out there. I just think there's a fear. Like we can become the best deck builder around because we control that. We're doing it with our own hands, but there's this fear of stepping outside into that unknown the the building of the deck to actually the building of the business. there's a fear that people don't look at you wrong when you build a deck wrong like you, and the whole your whole family don't judge you. But if you build a business and something's wrong, you're constantly judged for well, why are you doing that? Why do you do it this way? Why for people that have no idea. They're not even remotely wanting to be involved with building a business. But we let that fear dictate that, like you said, we then we just have an ego. I'm the best deck builder around because that's any deck builder could say that. It's a real unquantifiable statistic. Like I can say I'm the best. At standing here at my desk all day long. And who's to tell me I'm not
1: right, right. Well, you know, it's like the voted best in our city. It's like, well, first of all, that's a popularity contest has nothing to do with whether or not you're the best. It's just like, you know, most of those like, hey, vote for us. You know, you send them to all your clients go vote for us so we can win best of the city. It's not even a, a quantifiable metric, right? So we put all those badges on our website: voted best Angie's list, you know, person and best house and best of this and best of that, and we're the best, best, best. It's it's really all about us. It's like ego driven, right? And so <clears throat> here here is something I'll I'll throw in there. This is a, this is why I believe a lot of contractors get stuck. They they identify with what they do. So in other words, their personal identity is the trade they do. You ask somebody, you meet somebody who owns, uh, let's say the, the deck building guy, the, the, that we're talking about here. Hey, you meet him. Hey, what do you do? Oh, I'm a deck builder, right? Their identity is tied in with building decks, which results in the, the output that I do. So when I build a deck and my clients love it, it makes me feel good about myself because my identity is tied to what I do. Versus if you meet someone and say, what do you do? And they say, I own a deck building business or I'm a business owner, right? That's a different identity because they're not saying I'm the person that does this. I don't build decks. I own a business and we just happen to build decks. And so even that little subtle difference, a lot of contractors put their self-identity in what they do, and that's why when a customer comes in and says, you know, Ron, this, uh, this deck you built looks like crap. What do you do instantly?
0: Oh, you take it. It's a dick. Like, it's a dick. We take any criticism personally.
1: Yeah, because your identity is attached to that. Versus if you own a business and someone calls you and says, hey, this deck your guys built looks like crap. You're going to be like, wait a minute. let's ex- Let's figure out what's going on because this isn't right. So it's really just a mindset shift of how you identify in what you do, and I love. I just I've been reading um, Mike McAlavert's book, Fix This Next. Mm-hmm. And I love the thing that he said in there, and I adopted it. He said uh, you should uh, you should go one step further than a business owner. You should consider yourself to be a shareholder in your business, because even as a shareholder, you're removed even further from the actual frontline work that's being done right because if you're a shareholder in my business i got to report to you and say hey this is why this is where we're making money this is why we didn't make money it's not well cindy said that my deck that i built looks like crap you know what i mean
0: yeah no i i i'm 100 tracking with what you're saying
1: is that so i think it's, sorry to mean to cut you off i think this identity that we put in ourselves and what we do uh, really, really hurts us. And I always say there's no feelings in business. If somebody can't come to you and say, Ron, this job you did looks like crap and I'm not happy. And if you can't take that as, as just data that's coming in and you can't process it without emotion, then there's work there to be done
0: 100%. Yeah, no, because a lot of times it's made, I, I talk about the that same kind of stuff you're talking about, but just from a different kind of analogy, a lot of times is I say, is that, you know, customers feel these emotions and we get too worked up and we don't understand that if they feel that emotion, we have to just address the emotion. Like it's not for us to collide. Like who cares what you think? If they're feeling that emotion, it's your job as the business owner to figure out why and make them not feel it anymore. If it's a bad emotion, Like that's that's how we have to address this stuff. You can't. But in the industry, like we're taught to be combative, like Mm -hmm. homeowner feels this emotion. It's netik of all first response. It's it's a fight. Let's be combative about this because they shouldn't feel that emotion. And what you just said is exactly why, because that's how we identify. It's a person or a tag. On us, when it shouldn't it be that way, like we shouldn't think of it as a person or attack when all it is is an emotion as this homeowner has and it's our job to walk them through not having it anymore yeah and and
1: most of the time, like to go even further into that, when a customer does have a complaint, the, usually the complaint is not the issue. Mm-hmm. The complaint is the manifestation of their frustration. It's either because an expectation wasn't met, right? Or because they uh, something wasn't what uh, was it an expectation or a uh, oh my gosh my mind just went blank Ron <laughs> uh, anyways let's just say what's an expectation there's there's another aspect to that but there's an expectation that wasn't met and then it manifests in you know well why why is my uh, you know I'm mad at you because you didn't clean up the mess that you left in my bathroom at the end of the day but that's not really the issue. That's just how it came out. And if you look at it and be like, what are you talking about? We swept and then we did everything. Everything's cleaned up. Everything's put away. Like you're just crazy. Instead of trying to figure out like, wh- where's this coming from? What do you, what do you mean? Like it, it didn't, can you explain to me further like what's your expectation of how this is supposed to be done? And that's just an oversimplified, you know, example. But like you said, you have to get to the root problem, but if you have an ego, if your pride is sticking out there, you don't even hear past that as soon as they say you suck right (laughs) then nothing else after that matters because you're just going to start swelling up inside and you grab your fists you know and you got to walk outside to get away and it's like if that's you guys listening to this if if you react like that you got some deep work you got to work on with that that uh, self-image
0: and it's very critical and it's we find it like a lot of times I think it's it's the personalities in the industry as well as it's, it's just like people are reaching for something to tie themselves to all the time and if you're that business owner and you're going to tie yourself to the actual work you do like that's just you're always looking for something for our day i look around and i see so many people like they just it's so much stuff like they, they've they used it, like that's them. They identify with that. Instead of just identifying, like I say all the time, I can only be the best Ron I can be. My goal every day is to be a better Ron, to deliver that. And that's what I'm tied to. Like that's my identity is just Ron. And like inherently I'm not pissing anybody off, but sometimes that happens and you got to work through it. But that's life. But to tie yourself to that identity, I can I completely understand what you're saying there, and I I get that, and I hope the listeners out there get that as well.
1: Yeah it's it's a it's a hard pill to swallow. It really is. Um, I'm also a big fan of Jocko Willing's book Extreme Ownership. You know, and and everything that happens in your business is your fault. And a lot of people don't want to hear that either. Uh, but before I talk about that, I wanted to uh, follow up. I my son who's seven years old. I tell him every day, uh, be the best version of yourself, be the best version of yourself, right? Don't be the best version that your teacher wants you to be the best version that your friends want you to be. Don't be the person that I want you to be. I want you to be the best version of yourself. So I, that's piggyback, piggyback on what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You know, be the best Ron you can be today. I love that. Um, but yeah, I totally lost my train of thought, Ron. Where was I going? Yako. Extreme, Willing, extreme Yeah. Extreme ownership. And so I, I talk to clients and they're like, you know, there's, I I know you're going to hear that. You're going to laugh when you hear this. There's just not any good workers out there anymore, Ron.
0: You mean the thing that has been going around? I, I came into the construction industry in 2011 and it was a problem then. It's always a problem. <laughs> it's never not been a problem, but for so, every year it's like the problem. Uh, but I don't believe that.
1: I mean, we can say like from a numbers perspective, there are fewer people going into the trades, but there's also fewer contractors that are in the trades. So proportionally, it hasn't shifted much. I mean, there's fewer contractors and fewer workers, but proportionally, you know, the owner to to labor ratio hasn't changed that much. Hmm. That being said, if you have trouble attracting people to your business, here's a hint.
0: It's probably you. I mean, I, I 100% agree with that. We've talked about it on here. This is, I think episode 74, and we've talked about it on here plenty of times. I I think I might take a a kind of out there stance on this because I think a lot of people want to talk about it and feather this subject because it's like it's a subject people like to talk about. But I'm in agreement with you. I think when we got it right, it was right. And people were knocking on the doors until we got it right and realized like it is us. It is our systems. It's how we control this as a business. Until we figured that out, it was always a problem. And if you're growing, you're always going to have a need to recruit get, get rid of the bottom 10% and continue to grow your company, you're always going to be hiring. I think sometimes guys look at that as it's a bad thing. Like I'm always hiring. I'm always looking. Well, if your business is continuing to grow, chances are you're going to need more people to do that. So that's one of the reasons for hiring for needing to hire. Uh, but you also have to be working on your retention, which let's just face it sucks throughout the industry. Like retention is everybody wants to talk about not being able to find anybody to work, and that there's a labor shortage. But nobody wants to talk about retention. And what what do your numbers at your company look like?
1: Oh yeah, I mean retention. Uh, if you if you are lucky enough to find somebody, you know, even if you're not a very attractable business, and you do find somebody they're usually out within a year, right? I mean, they're, if not before, they're usually gone within a year. And so that's a whole nother topic that again, ties back to that constant and never ending improvement. What am I doing on a regular basis to better myself as a leader? Right. How, how am I, what kind of leadership training am I, am I listening to books? Am I getting coaching on that? Am I whatever? Like, what am I doing to be a better leader? And that, you know, this, this idea, like there's self-employed contractors and then there's contracting businesses or contractors, right? The self-employed people, those are the ones that will tell you, I've been doing this for 25 years. You know, I work a hundred percent off referrals. I don't have a website. Uh, you know, people can't be trusted employee, you know, customers are. Always cheap and blah blah blah. And they just, you know, they live in a double white house and they, you know, make enough money to buy a pack of beer every day. And like they they're successful in their own mind. And that's not I'm not like duck, you know, trying to knock anybody's if they live in a double white, whatever. But it's just like their version of success is very simplified. But if you compare that to somebody's like, I wanna, I wanna make an impact in my industry in my uh community. I want to leave this for my kids. I want to grow to scale to X amount of money, you know, revenue. I want to have multiple locations. Like that self-employed type of mindset does not work. And so you have to now expand your 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 own abilities because you're only going to arise like you are the ch- you are the choke point in your business. You will never be more successful than you're capable of controlling. And I don't think people understand that the only way you can grow your business is to grow yourself.
0: Amen. I mean, I, I, I that's, that's 100% the facts. The, that's to me, that's a, a non-negotiable. It's one of the reasons I do this podcast. And one of the reasons I hope all the listeners are out there listening is because they want to grow self every day. They want to tune in and hear Brad for 30 minutes, just drop fire like you have today. And uh, it's been absolutely amazing. I mean, it's, I think, you know, I do a lot of these interviews. This one has been awesome. They're all pretty awesome, but this one's awesome for a reason that, you know, we agree on a lot of the same stuff around the construction industry and what can move the industry forward. And it all starts with us. Like I kicked this, doing this podcast down the road for like a year. And then finally I was just like, I have to do it. Like, this is what I have to do. I have, I have the network, like let's get out there and start having the impact we're meant to have. I was the roadblock for 12 months in getting this off the ground. But finally, once I wrapped my mind around, like, this is what I have to do and what I need to do. It's been amazing. But that's the same thing with everybody's business. There is something in your business right now that you've been kicking down the road for 12 months that it's time to pick up and bring to fruition. And I think, right, a lot of the stuff you shared, it doesn't matter if you're in construction or not. It's life principles. It's stuff that transcends just our industry and can make you great in anything that you go out there and do. So thank you for being here today and thank you for sharing all your knowledge.
1: I appreciate it. It's been a blast. And like you got the two books on the back there, the 10 X rule and the traction, two great books. Uh, I mean, that kind of, you know, embodies what you're saying. Like, go out there and just 10 extra effort at all aspects of your life. But as long as it includes yourself, like it has, you have to be your self-improvement is the, is the focus. So I appreciate you letting me be on here and, and uh, talk or yell rather at the microphone <laughs> for a little bit. <laughs> so thank you so much, Ron.
0: Awesome. Well, I love, I mean, your la- that comment about like stuff will never go past where you are. I think that's so impactful because we are the roadblocks and it just doesn't happen. Like you, you have to be willing to grow to continue to grow. So for all the construction champions out there, where can they find you? If they wanted to reach out to you, connect with you, where's the best places for them to do that? Yeah, I'm on I'm
1: on pretty much all the platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Just search for the Hammer and Grind podcast. I do have a podcast, affectionately no, you know, titled The Hammer and Grind Podcast. Uh and so if you want to hear more about some of you know the rhetoric and stuff that I like to spew out, you can go listen there. But yeah, the, the Hammer and Grind podcast, just search for it anywhere you should be able to find me.
0: And I highly recommend going and listening to Brad's podcast. Like this isn't a silo thing you guys hear me talk about it all the time on here about collaboration everybody has their person their stuff what gets them going you have to expand the the knowledge base as you heard brad talk about multiple different books multiple different people like that's what it's about like we're all in this together the sooner we realize that and just go out there and just dominate your other and know that we can just be the best construction industry anybody has ever seen, the sooner it's just awesome. Absolutely. I love so, it. So construction champions, it's been another amazing episode with a really, really good looking look in the mirror moment here. About your ego. Are you attached to what you do? Does it just make you rock and roll that you go get in a truck every day? It's got your name on the side of it. And, you know, we use the deck builder all day. So I'm going to continue on with that. You go out and you build the best decks in your neighborhood. Is that what gets you going? Because if so, you probably need to go look in the mirror and start to reevaluate this. And what does upset you? Because the chances all the stuff that's upsetting you probably shouldn't Because you're probably just taking it the wrong way, as Brad alluded to, is we take this stuff as personal attacks because we've tied our identity to what we're doing as who we are when that's not true. We're business owners. We put together this podcast to talk about being that construction champion, that business owner that can chase down that vision that you originally had. Even if you left your last place and started your own because you thought you could do it better, I guarantee you, you had a reason why it was either your family, you wanted a new truck, you wanted a new motorcycle, you wanted to buy a house, you wanted to provide a better life for your kids than what you had, there's a reason, but we lose all of that in chasing this ego. And then we suffer the consequences of being unhappy because of that. So, construction champions, until next time, go be the champion you were meant to be. Hey, construction champions, it's your host, Ron Nussbaum here. And I want to talk to you about how you can automate all of your marketing. We've had so many people on here talk about getting the systems in place. Well, we have partnered with Build 12 and Construction Champions Podcast. Les O'Hara, the founder, what really excites me is his 30 years in the industry. And now he's built a system to be able to nurture your leads and continue to utilize that. I personally use the system myself. Build 12 is absolutely amazing. There's a lot of value in there and it's a way to start getting away from Angie's list and all of that kind of stuff and start actually creating your own leads every day and have a system for them. So go on our website check out the show notes, go check out Build 12 and what it can do for the front end of your business today. It's absolutely amazing. I highly recommend going and meeting with Les and his son Devin and talking to them about what they built for their own business so the rest of the industry can take benefit from that. Here on Construction Champions, we're all about helping each other out in what is better than contractors helping contractors. I say nothing. So let's go take this to the next level. Go check out Build 12. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me or Les or his son, Devin. We're here to help. We want to continue to grow the industry.